Have faith, take risks, and own your truth. You're listening to Pink Elephant with Heather Pearson. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back. This is episode two of Pink Elephant Podcast with Heather Pearson, and tonight's episode is entitled Your True Self. I was thinking about what to talk about tonight. And I really always have this concept in my head as we've talked about of being a work in progress and growing. And how do you really ever truly know who you are? And is it something that we can ever define at one point in time? Or is it ever changing? And thinking about those aspects of if we are growing and we're evolving and we're changing, those pieces of our past, would we still define them as part of who we are or would we try to start completely fresh? I think back to growing up in my neighborhood and the little things that we used to do. I remember one time my friend Becky and I, we would do the simplest things. I don't know if you remember that show that used to be on TGIF called Just the Ten of Us. That was actually one of my favorite shows with the four sisters. I always wanted to be Wendy because she was just the wild party girl who seemed like the popular one. So as a young kid, of course, that's what I wanted. So I remember Becky and I decided we were going to make a Just the Ten of Us play, and we sold tickets around our neighborhood for 15 cents a piece. Come the day of the actual show, it kind of didn't happen. It reminds me of that scene in Road Trip. I don't know if you remember, but that leader of the cult, Jacob, uh, Tom Green is in the movie. And basically Jacob is like that awful professor that has a crush on the girl. And at the end of the movie, he starts this cult and it goes, Jacob drank the the Kool-Aid first, but then everybody else decided they didn't want to do it anymore. Anyway, I don't know why I went off on that tangent, but essentially I was thinking about how our play never actually happened. But The reason I'm bringing this up is because I hold on to these little memories in my mind, even going back just as early as five years old. And I think we associate places in our life with who we are. So I remember just being down the street from where I lived and two major events when I was five years old. One was finally being able to tie my shoe. And the other one was being able to blow a bubble with bubble gum. Both of those seemed like they were big accomplishments for me. I remember racing home to tell my mom both times as if I had done something so wonderful. And at this point in my life, those things are still things that I remember. So I would say that part of what defines me is the emotions that I feel when I feel a sense of accomplishment. So thinking about what shapes us and who we are, How do we decide that we want to change and how do we have the strength to do that if maybe there's aspects of ourselves that we're not the happiest about? I know that sometimes when we feel shame or when we feel like we've done things in life that haven't represented our best selves, is that something that we always have to feel like we have to carry around as guilt or that we're not enough? Or is there a way that we can find a way to change and feel as if we can move forward? I think that kind of goes with that thought process of 
is karma something that is just an automatic? Like, for example, if you do something to someone or you do something in your life that you feel bad about, is the exact same thing going to happen to you? Or is there a way in the interim to grow and change and not have that necessarily be the case? I remember one of the worst things that I always felt so terrible about that I did when I was younger was that I remember one time um, back when I was married, we had moved into a new apartment and I was backing up my Jeep. And at the time I was in a very emotionally abusive relationship. I was scared to speak up a lot of the times. I didn't know what the reaction would be. And I remember I backed out of the driveway and I couldn't see because we had a ton of stuff in the back seat. And I backed into somebody's car that was living next to me. And basically, this was my new neighbor. And in my heart and in my gut and in my soul, I wanted to just run right up to the door and tell her what I did wrong and just get it all sorted out. But I was so afraid of how my ex was going to react to what I had done that I just kept it all inside. And so, of course, during this time, it's just I'm feeling so guilty because I've wronged someone else. And I literally sat there praying at night to God, like, I know I'm doing wrong. Will you please forgive me? And... I've had my share of nicks and bangs with my own car, of course, in the past. Um, so is that considered my karma? But basically, I'm bringing this up because that's something that I'm voicing now that I've carried around that's very hard to, you know, was very hard to deal with at one point. And so I just hope that in my head, like I've forgiven myself for doing something like that. So hopefully... You know, if you've done something, nobody knows what particular circumstance you might have been in. And sometimes we want to do the right thing, but there might be something else that's holding us back. So I guess I bring that up because we can let these negative aspects of life define us. Like I remember just thinking about how I used to act when I was, you know, growing up, like when I was in middle school. You know, I remember I was obsessed with the show Beverly Hills 90210. I mean, anybody who knew me, like I used to be on a softball team in eighth grade. And if back then, of course, there was no way to record it. So if it was approaching, like getting close to eight o'clock and we still had a couple innings to go, you would see me out there in the in the outfield going and like pounding my my fist against a fake cheek because I couldn't wait to get home to watch 90210. So I bring this up because I remember one time my mom was upset with me for something in eighth grade. And like I said, my family was going through a lot at that time. My parents were having issues. So I'm sure I was carrying around additional anger, not just a passion for 90. But anyway, I remember that my I got so upset that I was just kind of like kicking my foot against the wall and I accidentally, you know, like pushed in the wall and I just felt like such shame looking back on some of the things I would do and the way I would behave because it was just in my head such a bratty thing to do and such just not a mature thing to do. So sometimes I'd carry around, you know, guilt or 
things uh, for the way I acted. Now, sometimes, of course, growing up, we always just have the little things that we know irritate our parents. So I remember that I used to, my like swearing was the ultimate curse in my house. And even to this day, I really don't curse. It's just something I don't have a habit of doing. My friends find it funny because it's like, if I am really mad, which it takes a lot to get me really mad, I might just have a moment of like 60 seconds of saying every word in the book and then I'm done. But I remember when I was in eighth grade, I got upset. My mom got mad at me for something. So I wanted to make her really mad. So I just stood in the middle of the living room and I said, damn it, damn it, damn it. And she grabbed me by the ear and she goes, it's the middle of January in Massachusetts. You need to cool off and puts me out on the front porch, which I really can't blame her. But it's just funny that I really thought that saying damn it over and over again. And for some reason, I don't know why I was compelled to say it in some sort of English or Australian accent, but was really going to make her mad. So anyway, the reason I bring these things up is because I'm thinking about how as I developed and grew as a person moving into high school and knowing that I had acted such a way when I was younger, I had made a conscious decision in my head that I didn't want to behave in a certain way anymore. And, you know, I I wanted to be mature and caring and communicative. And I have to be grateful too um, that no matter what was ever happening in my family, I felt loved. And, you know, people can't change if there's a circumstance going on, maybe with their parents or some force of that nature. But if you know that you're loved, kind of just like if you have a situation in which children, you know, have parents who split up, that it doesn't matter necessarily if they're living in the same home, as long as they both feel that sense of love and caring. So, and my parents stayed together until I was 25, but... You know, I know that it. I I still felt a lot of love within the home, even though there were things that, you know, were were tough for me. So, basically, as I think about who are we, I come into some different aspects of how do we feel that we know who we are and that our essence and find that feeling of, I feel like sometimes we go from who we are and then we always have this little gap of who we want to be. So how do we embrace that feeling of having a gap and maybe even eliminate the gap in our minds? Kind of like the aspect when we talk about like Carol Dweck and growth mindset about, I haven't done that yet, or I haven't achieved that yet. So thinking about what is our next goal and how are we feeling happy and content and worthy within the moment that we're in before we move on to the next one. So truly getting to know yourself involves knowing what you need. And honestly, just a side note in in this regard as an adult that's really helped me along the way. And I had somebody important in my life talk to me about possibly including this in tonight's episode, but the five love languages book, which some of you may or may not have read. And really it's not even necessarily about reading the book, but there is a quick survey that you can take online. Um, if you just type in the, the, the five love languages survey, 
And they have it for, you know, being in a couple or just being on your own and being single. Either way, it doesn't matter. It's all about what kind of love you need in order to feel that love. And it's really interesting because... I can think about like people who may have been in my life in the past who who did acts of service like you know maybe fixing a car or doing something of that nature which is a really nice thing to do but that would never be something that I would have thought of as like a complete sign of love Um, and it shows care but you know with the love languages words of affirmation is the first one and that's essentially somebody you know telling you how how they feel letting you know that they love you that's something that i know that i need and i give that in return naturally because that's something that i know i need so i naturally express that way to someone i love Now, typically you get one or two. I guess I am a little bit needy because I have three really strong love languages. My top one is physical touch, just, you know, showing someone that you care, love, hugs, kisses. That's really important to me. And so if that's something that doesn't matter to someone, then I think that that's really a hard thing to deal with. And some people who don't care about that might not even think twice about the fact. I mean, even just holding hands about how important that can be. The other one is quality time with quality conversation. So I'm thinking about knowing that I need not only just like hanging out and having time in which we can connect and just relax, but also really having deeper conversations and not just a surface level, like what did you do today? But, you know, having that depth of the soul with someone. And I understand, I think in, in certain ways, I, I require a lot because I do always want to feel that deep level of connection. But at the same time, I feel like it comes so naturally when you're with the right person. And then we have acts of service, which I mentioned earlier can be extremely awesome and feel amazing when people do things for you. And that's something that I think about more actively now too, um, is, is those little acts of service that maybe I wouldn't have thought were a big deal as before, like folding laundry or, you know, which of course I would help out with that. But, uh, in regards to what would be something that would make the other person feel good and gifts are another love language for me. That's not something that really matters to me because I would rather have like the words and the the display of affection in different ways, but I I can see why some would find gifts to be really important because it's not just like, oh, I got you a present, but it's something really thoughtful that, that you knew that the person would care about. So anyway, today I've just sort of scratched the surface with how do we define who we are, but I wanted to bring up some defining moments as far as what are the things that have happened to us in our life? Like what shame do we carry around that we feel we can let go of? I was really vulnerable in telling you about some of the things, you know, that I've done that I wish I had changed. And it's crazy how we think back to even childhood. I know I talked about what happened in my marriage, but it was just these things that we can hold on to. And I'm in a place where, you know, I feel this sense of freedom and forgiveness within myself and a want, you know, to let those things go. And just sometimes we can't make up for what we've done in the past, but we can choose to 
have a different outlook and also to never let anyone be in our lives again who would put us in a position that would make us feel like we couldn't do what we felt we needed to do as the right thing as a human being. So anyway, I wanted to keep tonight's podcast just short and sweet, but to check in with all of you. And next time I am hoping to have my first guest so that we can have some conversation going. Once again, uh, please feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to hear your feedback. And I do have an email address for the podcast now. It's pinkelephantpod at gmail.com. And once again, you can email me and let me know your thoughts on tonight's show or just any suggestions in general. Also, if you're a listener out there who would like to be a guest or give your opinion, definitely please let me know that as well. Thank you. And this is Heather Pearson signing off. Good night.